Number 10, Mel Gibson. This man is known for his filmmaking, his acting, and his unfortunate public image. Four years after his 2006 arrest for drunk driving, Mel Gibson returned to the spotlight with the film Edge of Darkness. We've been up on a bereaved man and a murder scene is not very bright. During a promotional interview with WGN's Dean Richards, Gibson appears pleasant at first, but takes offense when his past is consistently brought up. You think, do you think that the uh, public will perceive you any differently after all that's been in the news about you? What are you referring to specifically? Richard's line of questioning is fair, yet Gibson plays dumb and becomes increasingly frustrated. Let's move on, dude. Come on. In the final moments, he doesn't hide his feelings, even getting in an insult before the cameras stop rolling. Thanks a lot for joining us, Mel. Take care. Bye-bye. Asshole. Number nine. Crispin Glover. The press, they can do things, they can twist things around. Back in 1987, this at-the-time up-and-coming actor appeared on Late Night with David Letterman to discuss his new film, River's Edge. Unfortunately, it wasn't Crispin Glover who showed up, but a rather maniacal individual in a wig. Letterman tries to roll with it, even as the actor begins rambling about the critics and challenges him to an arm wrestling match. When he throws a karate kick, however, Letterman calls it quits and walks off. This aren't mine. I can, I can, I can kick. Some have speculated that Glover was in character as Reuben from Reuben and Ed. However, that film wasn't released until 1991, nearly four years after this bizarre and unforgettable appearance. Reuben Farr needed company. Number eight, Quentin Tarantino. Krishnan Guru Murthy of England's Channel 4 received a big surprise when this Django Unchained director shunned his questions about violence. It's no secret that Quentin Tarantino has made some of the bloodiest films of the past 25 years. You really want me to shake your hand? I insist. But in this interview, he gets heated up when asked about the real-life implications. But why are you so sure that there's no link between enjoying movie violence and enjoying real violence? I don't, I, well, I'm going to tell you why I'm so sure. Don't, don't ask me a question like that. I'm not going to, I'm not biting. When the interviewer chuckles, Tarantino lights him up with a verbal assault. Between his overall body language and the daggers in his eyes, it's clear that Tarantino is dead serious. And I am saying... No. And I'm shutting you down. Quentin started the interview with a cool demeanor, but the Tarantino train sure derailed quickly. <laughs> Number seven, Billy Bob Thornton. In 2009, this actor appeared on Canada's Q radio show to discuss the music he makes with his band, The Boxmasters. Secondly, The Boxmasters' principal songwriter, singer, and drummer is a guy named Billy Bob Thornton. Unfortunately, when his film background is mentioned, Billy Bob Thornton gets rather worked up. I don't know what you're talking about. For almost half of the 13-minute interview, Thornton delivers cryptic answers while his bandmates try to get through the painstaking ordeal. I just liked baseball when I was a kid. <laughs> And you almost became a professional baseball player, right? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Even though Thornton's undeniable fame brought them a certain amount of attention, Thornton makes it more than clear that his fame should not be discussed. This was a passive-aggressive meltdown for the ages. Are you reacting to the fact that I said... Yeah, I am. I am. Since you're instructed not to talk about shit like that, yeah, I am reacting to that. 
Number six, Joan Rivers. It's not me, I tell the truth. Just two months before her 2014 death, this comedian, actress, and television personality clashed with CNN's Frederica Whitfield. The host confronts Joan Rivers about her sharp-edged fashion criticism, suggesting that her comedy has no boundaries. I mean, do right. you feel like there are boundaries ever? Or, you know, even if it Let makes people uncomfortable you. or offend people or what? Life is very tough. And if you can make a joke to make something easier and funny, do it. Rivers stays composed as Whitfield smiles and keeps pressing. But the latter's tone changes significantly when animal rights are brought up. Of course, Rivers was known for being tough, even in tough situations. So it's not immediately clear whether she's being flippant or actually getting heated. All you have done is negative. No! All you have done is negative. Don't worry. Rivers makes things crystal clear before long, however, by delivering an extensive rant about her career before abruptly ending the interview. Didn't anyone tell Whitfield that you don't mess with Joan? You are not the one to interview a person who does humor. Sorry. Are we serious? Number five, Kanye West. Over the years, this musical artist has given us numerous meltdown moments to choose from. But perhaps the most bizarre one came in 2013 on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Kanye West was already upset because of a previous skit, and he used the ABC platform to have a man-to-man -man discussion about ego, the fashion world, and his public image. It's a revealing interview that gives us insight into how Kanye sees himself. But it's also an absolute train wreck, especially when Yeezy compares himself to Jesus Christ and reminds everybody once again that he is a, quote, creative genius. This is what I'm here to do. So when I compare myself to Steve Jobs or uh, Walt Disney, Howard Hughes, uh, David Stern, Michelangelo, uh, Da Vinci, uh, Jesus or whatever it is, I'm saying these are my heroes. Number four. Paula Abdul. Good morning, everyone. How are you? In 2008, this American Idol judge promoted season six on Seattle's Q13. After the first question, Paula Abdul seems confused and disoriented, as she delivers a bizarre answer before giggling and waving her arms around. Right yeah. off the bat, what do Idol fans have to look forward to this season, and what are you looking forward to seeing? Well, is that what it is? I was wondering, what is that? If there happened to be a legitimate technical problem, then you might expect Paula to acknowledge that. Somebody else must be talking to Paula. Are you there, Paula? <laughs> Paula, good morning. But she just keeps swaying back and forth even after a commercial break. The hosts try their best to guide Paula, but her slurred speech, strange demeanor, and Seattle insults suggest that she's not quite there. Simon has actually <laughs> said that this had some of the worst singers that he's ever heard. What did you think of the singers in Seattle? Well, I have to agree with Simon. <laughs> Number three, Tom Cruise. In 2005, this American actor sat down with NBC's Matt Lauer to discuss War of the Worlds and his life in general. Future wife Katie Holmes smiles away, and Tom Cruise seems genuinely content. I have to tell you, it's, uh, it's just a great time in my life. I'm really happy. But when Lauer begins prying into his personal life and Scientology, the drama begins. When speaking about psychiatry, Tom takes a patronizing tone, and his facial expression changes drastically. You don't know the history of psychiatry. I do. Lauer pushes back, and so does Tom. But only one of them appears to be visually mad. If antidepressants work for Brooke Shields, why isn't that okay? I, I disagree with it. By the end, Cruz essentially slaps Lauer on the wrist for challenging him. 
all the while pointing his finger and melting down like only he can. You should be a little bit more responsible in knowing I'm really... I'm not prescribing Ritalin, Tom. Number two, Chris Brown. In 2011, this pop star's Good Morning America appearance began with a smile, but he ultimately left angry and shirtless. The interview itself is brief, with Robin Roberts focusing mostly on Brown's past and public image, rather than his new album. Definitely this album is what I want them to talk about, and not the kind of stuff that happened two years ago. On camera, Brown stays focused and even performs a song. Backstage, however, he reportedly threw a cooler and broke a dressing room window. This interview came two years after pleading guilty to assault charges, and Chris Brown was clearly not pleased that his past kept catching up with him. Before we unveil our number one pick, here are some honorable mentions. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, it's a long story. Russ, I have my own opinions, you can have your own opinions. But I want to know your opinions, you're the President of the United okay. States. That's enough, thank you. Thank you very much. Number one, Charlie Sheen. The internet went wild in 2011 as one of Hollywood's most polarizing celebrities experienced a rather public meltdown. During an interview with ABC's Andrea Canning, Charlie Sheen explains that he isn't bipolar, but rather bi-winning. I'm bi-winning. I win here and I win there. Now what? And has tiger blood. You know, I got tiger blood, man. Canning later inquires about Sheen's relentless partying. And Sheen actually suggests that he makes Frank Sinatra and Keith Richards look like, quote, 